If the Bible's got you tied in knots, if you're burdened with religious thoughts, come grab a drink and join the choir. It's Heretic Happy Hour. Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to the Heretic Happy Hour podcast. We are so excited to talk to you guys today. Um, Before we get into our special edition podcast, uh, let's introduce ourselves all around. I'm Keith Giles, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow choir authors, Jamal and Matt. Say hi, guys. I'm Jamal Javanji. I'm the author of the book Free to Love, um, published by Choir, and it's such an honor to be back on the heretic happy hour really really enjoyed listening to the as a listener i've actually went back and listened to the last few and it's been man i just laugh that you guys are funny <laughs> and uh thanks i'm uh, i'm matthew distefano author of the the book from the blood of abel also on choir publishing and uh i'm i'm stoked to be here and stoked to talk about this topic that we uh we have coming up for you guys um which like keith mentioned it's going to be a special edition uh, podcast because it's not going to be what was on our regularly scheduled program. Um, it's going to be, and of course, we only make it three episodes into this thing with me on it. We're going to talk about, uh, in, a, in, a, in a roundabout way, we're going to talk about cussing and uh, the offense it might cause and all that good stuff. Um, but before we do that, we have uh, our fourth Heretic of the Week. Which uh, it's Keith? The heretic of the week. <laughs> I I, I, for, I forgot about that thing. <laughs> um, Keith's going to introduce our heretic of the week, uh, and Keith, tell him who it is. Yeah, so our heretic of the week is a guy named John Bunyan, and you may not know him by name, but uh, most likely, if you've been a Christian for any length of time, or you've made a visit to the local Christian bookstore, you've seen a book called Pilgrim's Progress, and it's a very famous. Um, work of Christian fiction. It's a very allegorical, uh, you know, kind of, it's, it's meant to be a story that uh, illustrates the, the journey, the life, the spiritual life and journey and maturity of a Christian, uh, and he's tempted and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, but the guy who wrote it, John Bunyan, uh, he's our heretic of the week, and uh, I, I find it very fascinating because um, this is going to be several years ago, I was doing some research and I came across this this idea that uh, John Bunyan was considered a heretic, and so here's what happened. In... Um, in 1658, John Bunyan was arrested and indicted for preaching the gospel without a license. <laughs> yes, yes, he was, he was uh, preaching the gospel without a license, and he kept on preaching in spite of the fact that he was uh, convicted and arrested, uh, and he managed to avoid being arrested until uh, 1660 when he was put in prison. So um, but essentially what happened was uh, he was put in jail for preaching the gospel. He refused to stop, and he even told them uh, when he was in jail, he said, if you release me today, I will preach tomorrow. Like he was in complete defiance of this law that said that you, you couldn't preach the gospel. Uh, so here, the background of it is basically that um, under Charles II, um, it, there was this, this law— um, and that uh, John Bunyan was was unlicensed as a preacher of the gospel, um, as the as England kind of turned to Anglicanism, and so as a result, unlicensed non-Anglican houses of worship were closed, and all citizens were required to attend an Anglican church. So under this rule, it became illegal for Christians in England to do anything you know outside of the the Anglican circle. So because John Bunyan no longer had freedom to preach uh, that he had enjoyed under the Puritan uh, system. And because he refused to stop preaching the gospel, he got arrested November 12, 1660, uh, for preaching the gospel, by the way, in a private home. He wasn't on the street. He wasn't like on a, you know, a street corner. He wasn't disturbing the peace or anything. Uh, but he was breaking the law. And so originally he was confined for three months, but because he said, you know, you can let me go and I'm not going to, uh, I'm, I'm going to keep on preaching the gospel, uh, his confinement, which was supposed to last three months, ended up lasting 12 years. And it was during those 12 years. Damn. Yeah. Under those 12 years, he wrote Pilgrim's Progress. So there you go. If he hadn't uh, defied the order and stayed in jail for 12 years, we wouldn't have had the book Pilgrim's Progress. There you go. John Bunyan, Heretic of the Week. Well, I just, I don't know if, I mean, I don't want to like derail us or anything, but I don't know if we mentioned this, and I just want to get this in there because we never remember 
um, to mention that we have a, actually we actually have a heretic hotline. Have we have we talked about this on the on the on the what? podcast before? A what now? What? Oh no! I'm glad you interrupted me to tell him that. Finally, finally. Okay, well, well, guys, I want you to know that we have to mention the heretic hotline because if we don't mention the heretic hotline, people cannot call in or leave us texts or anything like that. And luckily, I don't even know how. I think it's just the, the providential nature of the way the universe works <clears throat> that somehow people have heard huh. about already have heard about the heretic hotline, huh. which is a blessing. Um, yeah. And I think that we have received actual voicemails on the heretic hotline already. We've, we've, we've received quite a few and uh, some that are actually pertinent for this episode, this very episode that we're doing today. Hey, I was listening to your first episode and I had a um, question that popped into my head is uh, if heresies in the eye of the beholder is orthodoxy in the eye of the beholder as well, or is that something completely different? And are you guys planning on covering orthodoxy in the upcoming episodes? Thanks. Oh, I, I think we are <laughs> yes. now. Yeah. Um, yes, we will. Sometime in the future, we will put together an episode that will cover that topic. Yeah, let's just add this to the list right here. Great question, by the way. I think it's a... Really good question. Yes, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you very much. Do we have another one? Hi, this is your cousin Vinny. How are you doing? I, too, used to be a heretic. That's why I listen to the Heretic Happy Hour. You, you guys might be able to repay yourselves. Anyhow, I love the show, and I don't think you're keeping up with all the swears, okay? And I want to know how much money per swear is going in, because I'm going to keep track. You guys are going to pay up. You're going to go to hell with that language. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, loving the show, especially the last one. But love you guys. Be well. Oh yeah. By the way, the good news keeps on getting more better and more better. Keep it up. <laughs> Bye. Oh, there we are. Uh, yeah, uh, I think I think I also uh, have heard a couple things uh, slip through, but, but not mm-hmm. me. Yep. But not me. We got yeah. We always get me. No, yeah. we get you. We got one more. One more. Hi, Keith, Matt, and Jamal. This is Clay from South Carolina. Uh, can we agree on what a swear word is? Because Keith said dick the other day, and he didn't get uh, charged. And so sometimes I hear swear words, and nobody gets charged. So I wanted to define uh, what a swear word is and, and come to an agreement. I love the podcast. Love you guys. And uh, hope to meet you one day. Have a great one. All Peace. right. So, uh Yeah. Um, like, like we said, I, some have slipped through, but no, I think. And I, I love, well, first of all, is this clay, right? Clay, thank you for your, for your, uh, for your message. First of all, I love your voice, clay. I mean, I don't know. It sounds like you've done some broadcasting, you know, work, but, um, I love that you called out Keith on saying the word dick (laughs) because (laughs) it's just funny. is that a you know what I what, is that a when I listened I to the episode back again, I caught that myself, and I even got away with a couple. I just love it that Matt gets away with nothing. Yeah, he you just did. gets away with nothing because we're expecting him That's to. Right. See, no one expects us. So. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get away with anything. But it hasn't, it hasn't been so badly uh, early on. I think, I think our numbers are only at um, people want to keep track. I think uh, the first question was uh, how many, how much are we uh, giving per cuss word. And I don't know if we actually figured that out, but I'm thinking what I, what my idea was is that people I was gonna we were gonna donate to a, a a nonprofit a charity and that people hopefully could match it like it's a cussathon. Um, so I think you do what like ten or ten ten or twenty five cents a cuss and yeah. then and then people can match that and donate to a, a a charity of their choice or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, appreciate that, that. That I'm the charity. I really appreciate that. Oh, right? Yeah, <laughs> it goes to uh, the charity of <laughs> Jamal's royalties. <laughs> That's all. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, we can we can have people on the Facebook group. Um, you know, give us some. Maybe we'll have like a a, a survey or a poll. People can vote. That, That's a good yeah, idea. It is. Hey, can I ask a question? Of course, I'd like to ask a question. Hey, well, before you do that, real quick, can I say we didn't give out the hotline? We didn't actually give them the hotline oh, number again. <laughs> this is what this is. This is why no one calls the hotline. <laughs> we don't well, tell them about the, the number. I got it. It's so, uh, real quick. Go for it. Well, I got it right here. All right, it's two four zero three heresy. So that's two four zero three four three seven three seven nine. Call it. Use it. Text us. Leave a message, and we will use it if it's cool. Yeah, it's got to be cool. The next podcast. Got to be. <laughs> be funny, cool, interesting. Okay. Well, yeah. here's my question. <clears throat> and again, this is this is I think the this is the pertinent question. This is like. 
a very important question for the Christian world right now in light of everything. I, this is a question I want to ask. Like, what is a cuss word? Like, what is it? Well, yeah, that's a good question. I, I, hmm. I think um, most of the times what the current culture sort of quote unquote collectively agrees is offensive maybe i mean i mean the uh, well, like for example we know well i was gonna say like we ourselves have agreed at least amongst ourselves because otherwise how do we know when to ring the bell and uh drop some money into the into mm-hmm. the into the cup right i mean if we'd have to agree on what it is otherwise it, we wouldn't we'd be confused about when a cuss word was said. i think it was just up to our dictator who rings it up when he wants yeah okay well yeah he just does it <laughs> oh look see right there come on now <laughs> <laughs> there you go, for no reason. No, so I, 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 I sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't know. How do we agree on what a cuss word is? Do we have Do we have an answer to that? Well, I mean, there. I, I think culture has sort of given us, um, right? I mean, like you know, movies and television, right? Like, there's a list of things you can't say on television. Like George Carlin, the comedian, did this whole great routine on that, right? Here, here are the here are the words you can't right. say on television or the radio, right? So the FCC has made rules, and although those have changed over time, right? There was a time where you couldn't say hell right. uh, or ass right. or whatever. Now, now you can say that all day, and no one cares. Um, but uh, anyway, so it's sort of a moving target. But there was sort of like a, you know, like movie ratings and t- TV ratings. This is rated, you know, PG thirteen for language, and typically there's uh, these, this kind of list of words that can't be said because um, they're offensive. But, uh, I mean, I've not done any research on who made that list and mm-hmm. how did that list get started and who decides what's on and what's off. I don't know. It seems like it's just sort of a cultural yeah, thing. I think I think anything really is kind of like that in culture, that whatever the culture, collective culture decides, it's like a collective consciousness decides about really anything. It, and morals are that way, too. You know, things that are considered moral today would be, you know, very much immoral uh, 50 years ago, that kind of thing. So it is. it's not like a something that's definitive. I mean, I, and I, I, you know, my second language is French, you know, I'm obviously not fluent, I'm learning, but one of the things I've done in, you know, I I hear people swear in French when I'm, when I was in Europe and then I'll sometimes will repeat those words and they have no effect on me. They literally, it it literally has no effect, even though I know cognitively what it means. It it doesn't feel like a swear word to me, but then like some of the reaction of my friends around me, they'll laugh or whatever. And obviously it has a connotation with them. So it's, I do think it comes back down to whatever people, the collective society says is a swear word, but is it in itself substantively bad? That's, I mean, I, I think that's the question, you know. Well, the, yeah, it, it, is it offensive? Yes, that's one question. The other one is, is it, in other words, something can be offensive, but not really be bad. Mm-hmm. It's just people are offended, you know. I mean, and like your point about language is a good point. Like if you're British and someone says bloody, well, we that doesn't bother anybody in America. We can say bloody all day long, but in in England, yeah. that's a big deal. And, and and this is something to think about too. Like what you know, when people talk about, hey, you know, you can say those words, but really, what does it profit you to say those words in a conversation? Like, is it profitable? I think some of the pushback that we've heard on the podcast, you know, because obviously this this podcast, the Heretic Happy Hour, is like if you look on iTunes, it's labeled explicit, and you know, folk folks who listen to that you know some some of the pushback that we've got has been hey do you guys really need to use that language is it really profitable are you really advancing the seriousness of some of the topics that you're talking about using this kind of language and that's that's a question i think i think is maybe something that we could talk about you know that's a, that's a good question but sometimes there are um even better questions maybe like like if you if you say you know if, if what is it profitable well, to answer that, maybe maybe it shows vulnerability, it shows realness, it shows, um, and and it brings people into the conversation who might not otherwise be in the conversation. Because sometimes I think we get so um, maybe whitewashed, and and we have it's like we have these Christian cuss words that are just different cuss words, so we replace them, and that just turns off people who have been in there and the, the nuns and the duns, those type of folks who have walked away from the church or who would never go to the church. I think, you know, you don't, yeah. and that's not to say you just start saying fuck and shit and all these things as a, <laughs> as a way to draw people in on, but it's just, I think showing a realness that when you, when you aren't, aren't shying away from maybe raw feelings or raw emotions that you can be vulnerable and you can, 
um, not tiptoe around. Use oh, so careful to use the wrong language that you you know it, it shows your realness that people. At least in my experience, I mean, I'm sure I've turned off some people with my language, but I've also had people thank me for being real and vulnerable and and consider faith again where they might not have considered faith. And is that due to my cussing specifically? Maybe not, but it, it points towards a more of a, a someone who someone like myself who I try to be vulnerable and uh, um, and real with people and not try to be fake. Well, Matt, I'll say this about you specifically because I've had a number of conversations just in people I know personally, I have personal relationships with that they're connect, like they somehow got connected to you online through, you know, we have mutual friends. So they were like, oh, I heard because, you know, I've interviewed you on my personal podcast before and people have heard of you. So they befriended you. And I've had conversations with people and they'll say that Matt guy. Dude, I've never like <laughs> they're like he's a Christian like this guy really seems to really have a beautiful heart for God and really loves to have these really in-depth conversations and then he'll drop like an F bomb online. And they were like <laughs> people that I know they're like they've told me they were like that's real. Like that's like that's like real life. Um yeah. and they really appreciate it. I've actually not personally met anybody that was offended by that. Um but there is a to to your point it just brings a reality to your, like, it's not like you're stuck in some lofty office somewhere, you know, pontificating about these theological ideas, but, but are so far removed from culture or just how people communicate in everyday life. It's, it's cool to see that, that, um, the mixture, it's just real. Well, and I, and, and it's not to say that I expect anyone to talk like me. It's just how I am. Like, if you don't want to cuss or you don't like cussing, don't cuss. It's like, it's like Michael Moore's thing when he says, uh, uh, "If you don't, if you don't want to, if you don't like gay marriage, don't get gay married." It's like, <laughs> just in the same way, like give, give me the space right. to use the language. You know, I, I, I tend to not cuss at people or use ad hominem in my arguments, and you know, but I do tend to use salty language. But you don't have to. Just and, and you know, a lot of friends in my life don't don't do that. Um, no. So uh, you know, just. Please don't 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 look to me like to like or you're, the culture is the the bar for what's right and wrong all right, the time. Right, totally. Um, it's not. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't cuss if you don't want to cuss. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, my thing about it too is like, um, like specifically on this podcast. So, I mean, it doesn't. It, I'm not offended that that Matt that you use language like that and. Uh, I guess because I'm used to this, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like a, oh my gosh, I'm, my, my virgin ears can't handle this, these horrible things, you know? And maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's because, uh, I don't know, it just has never been something that, that offended me. My my deal is like, I'll talk to anybody about anything, and uh, especially though if we're having a conversation about something really important. And I think the things we've been talking about on these podcasts, they are important, uh, these are conversations I I really really want to have, and I really want people to listen to. And so, you know, I, I'm not going to say, well, I'm not going to have that conversation with you uh, if you don't follow some kind of code of uh, or you know ethics of of certain kinds of language that makes me feel comfortable or whatever. Like, I'm not going to impose that on on you or anybody because I don't care about that. That's not what I'm concerned about. What I'm concerned about is like these these important issues and topics that we're trying to cover. Um, but at the same time, I do understand because some of the comments that we got on the Facebook group, uh, and some people private messaged me, and some of them m- made these just comments on the Facebook group for Heretic Happy Hour. Um, you know, like, hey, I, I usually listen to these podcasts with my family or with my my daughter in the car, and uh, I can't do that because it's explicit and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I get if that's really what you're trying to do. First of all, if you're a parent and you have the guts and the balls to play in the car uh, a podcast with us talking about really faith stretching things like what we're talking about on these podcasts and you got the guts to talk to your kids about that stuff man god bless you uh, i think that's awesome uh, and so yeah i get it i guess if you don't want your kids to be exposed to, to bad language so i can kind of see it on both sides but um i think sometimes uh the challenges and we've talked about possibly doing censored versions of the previous podcast we've done um and then uh, because because there's some there is some production involved with going back to those files 
finding those, you know, editing them out, re-uploading it to iTunes, et cetera, that we would charge like 99 cents for those. And that money would go into the swear jar, which I think is awesome. Um, so anyway, I guess I can see both sides. I, I, I see that having freedom is great, and who cares about that? Like, that's not important. But at the same time, I get sometimes people being like, you know, maybe the language is preventing me from sharing it with younger people or whatever. So I don't know. I guess I you can know, kind I, of see it both I, ways. Go ahead, Matt. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I can see that too. Um, and, it's, and it's not that I wouldn't want people... I wouldn't want people to stop listening because of that or to not be able to listen to it um, with your family. So, so I, I do see that, that side. Um, there, is a, uh, there is a part of me that would probably say, like, if I was completely limited in my speech, I wouldn't be doing a podcast at all just because it's, it would be something I wouldn't be that interested in. I mean, right. at the end of the day, this is, um, for me, it's, it's content creation. It's art. And, and the minute that I don't get to create the art I want to, I'm just, I'm just personally not that interested anymore. It doesn't mean I wouldn't go on to someone's podcast and not cuss. You know, it doesn't mean I don't cuss when people ask me not to, but I probably wouldn't devote this much time to something um, and then have to be completely limited in, I mean, we could talk about all the topics in the world, but then just don't make, make sure you don't say shit because then we're going to, um, it, it would just <laughs> yeah, be, yeah. it would just ruin my interest yeah. in something like that. I guess. And you know, that, that reminds me of a quote. Um, is I think is a quote by Tony yeah. Campolo, and I'll just read it. This is the quote by him. He says, I have three things I'd like to say today. First, while you were sleeping last night, 30,000 kids died of starvation or diseases related to malnutrition. Second, most of you don't give a shit. What's worse is that you're more upset with the fact that I said shit than with the fact that 30,000 kids died last night. I think it's an interesting quote um, that I think is it's, it's, it's relevant um, and, and this brings up something that I've thought about um, in, the, in regards to this conversation is – and it goes back to this whole idea because I've heard the pushback from people who are saying, hey, man, is it – you know, I listen, I listen with my kids. I don't know how profitable your language is. You know, I don't think it's really advancing your, your agenda of, of what you want to talk about. And I would say this about the children thing. And I get it. I totally see your point of view. Like I, I'm put, I can put myself in your shoes. You know, I wouldn't want my my small children to listen to that kind of language either. I'd get that, but um, that's just part of life. I mean, we deal with that on the radio. We deal with that on television shows. I mean, this is not like like yeah, people are going to create things that you necessarily wouldn't do. So if you like podcasts and you like listening to podcasts with your children, that's really cool. But this is probably not a I mean, my just me speaking for myself, I would say this is probably not a podcast that you're going to want to listen uh with your children, small children because of the language. You just kind of have to like if you really want to listen to this podcast, you're going to have to adjust your schedule. It's just how it works. But the other thing that I want to say about the language is it being profitable yep. is I actually think cussing is profitable for what we're trying to do on this podcast. And here's why I, here, here's why I say that. Because when you're having conversations with religious folks, people who and I'm I'm including myself in this in this category because I've come out of the evangelical background as far as my adult life goes, and I've been, you know, was a pastor, went to Bible college, did the whole thing. It's so easy when you get into these conversations about deconstruction to miss the fact that there's a, there's a you think you're like deconstructing, but in so many there's so many things that there's a train of thoughts like a cycle that goes on in our minds, and we we hear things through a grid, and it really rarely gets challenged until somebody offends you or gets you out of the cycle. Cussing like, and I've you know I personally get into personal coaching. I know like some renowned personal coaches that they actually will use. Cuss, you know, swear words in their presentation, and it really jolts people out because it breaks the cycle of religious thinking. So, because literally, dogmatism, legalism, all these things these are these are ingrained in our thinking. And when you hear somebody drop uh, the word "fuck," and you know, it's like boom, it's a jolt. It jolts you out of this, and you go, "Wait a minute, well, what?" And it kind of, and then it, it, the very thing that we're talking about, you're now having to experience and deal with. And so, I actually think it's really good. We want to challenge people's religious mindsets. And the fact that they're stuck in these repetitive cycles of religiosity, there's a greater way, in my opinion, to do it than to drop drop some swear words and to challenge, like, why does that offend you? Why can why does that disturb your peace? If your peace is disturbed by phonetic syllables that somebody else uses, that's something that you really need to examine. You don't have to use that language, but if it offends you, that's an issue in you. Right. And I and I think going back to the um 
the, the Campolo quote is that, I, God, we seem so offended by the wrong things. Um, I mean, we, we, have you read the Old Testament? I mean, there's, there's, there's what we could consider offensive, um, offensive cussing language in, in that, or, or language about uh, genocide, um, or language about um, sexual yep. uh, things that we probably shouldn't be reading with our kids, let's say. Or if we're going to be offended as adults, like, why, why would we be offended about me using the F word, but we're not even going to bat an eye at some of the things that are even said in our Bible? I think it's just, or things that are going, not even that, uh, things that are going on in the world, like Campolo quotes, like, I mean, he's right. We, we talk about this quote because it's true. We don't give a shit when things happen across the world. Um, we do care when it happens here in the Vegas shooting, it was horrible, but when it happens, you know, in places where people are brown, let's say, um, we don't give a shit and it's, it's sad, but true. We can bill all those to Tony. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Tony. Uh, Yeah. You know, that's a great point you made, Matt, about like reading the Bible. Cause when my, I have two boys and when they, they're in college now, but when they were, you know, like elementary school age, you know, we had a routine at night where we would read, well, they were, especially when they were really little, you know, we'd read little storybooks to them and, and, and had this whole routine. It took us about an hour to get them to bed every night, but it was a really sweet thing. Uh, but when they got a little bit older and they could read for themselves, you know, and we were reading little more advanced books, my wife and I were like, you know what, why don't we just read the Bible to them, you know? And so we literally, would, we sat down, I remember the night we did this, and we opened up Genesis, right? Just not a children's Bible, because we'd done the little children's Bibles before that. So let's just read the, the real Bible. And I'm telling you, man, uh, like you said, you we figured out very quickly that the Bible, if you filmed it, like if you were to film the Bible as it is <laughs> as it is told, as the story is told, that would be an X-rated film. You would have not only full nudity, you would have incest. Easy. You have bloody, bloody violent murders, like a brother killing a brother, uh, on and on, like just horrible, awful, awful stuff, like... Very quickly, we were like, well, dude, forget this. We're going to go back to the children's version because the, the actual Bible itself is, is a very adult book, you know? And then back to Jamal and your comment as well. Like, I, I think it's possible that, it, that this podcast, as great as I think it is, I, I think it's awesome that we're discussing some really great stuff. Um, but this might be a podcast that you can't share with your kids until they're a little bit older, right? Like, for example, you know, again— with our kids. Uh, I love movies. Uh, I waited till my boys were, you know, a little bit older before I showed them certain films that I love yeah, and I couldn't wait yeah. for them to watch, like Fight Club, for example. I'm not going to show my eight-year-old Fight Club, but but when he, you know, when they were 15, hey, let's watch Fight Club. So things like that, you know, like it could be great and you can't wait to share it with your kids, but maybe this is one of those things that you need to just wait a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Can- and Keith, can you imagine Fight Club like that was dumbed down to G-rated? Like it would lose its essence. It, you know what I mean? Like, what's the right. point of watching Fight Club? It's like <laughs> it's like those Vid Angel things, right? Where you you filter out all the violence and all the swearing, and then if you watch like Pulp Fiction, the movie's like ten minutes. So yeah, or or right. the Passion of the Christ. If we take out all the violent yeah, it, scenes in the Passion of the Christ, you got no story. You know? Yeah, it's like what happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I, I have to make the same decision with my with my daughter. Um, you know, I I want to I want to sit down and watch Lord of the Rings with her. It's it's you know epic. I mean, we read it, but you know, but we we can watch Narnia together because it's it's lighter. It's yeah. not as dark. But it doesn't mean it doesn't mean oh well, uh, Peter Jackson and before him Tolkien should have really toned this down so I could watch it with my kid. I mean, that's that seems kind of it would again like it would lose its essence. There'd yeah. be there'd be like a Shire scene, and then. <laughs> That's about it. That's about it. Like they'd be in Rivendell next all of a sudden. <laughs> and then the story would be over and you'd be like, well, this, this is kind of a waste of time. What was, what was the hype about it? I don't understand the hype. This thing was nothing. <laughs> right. Yeah. They really edited it out. My gosh. Yeah, absolutely. So, but I think one thing that is important and, and something that maybe we can address is that, and I know in the Facebook, it's Facebook group, it's been brought up and I'm not sure if you got any personal messages about it, Keith, is this, is this notion that the language is causing brothers and sisters in the faith to stumble. And I have my thoughts on it, but I would like to um, maybe see what you guys say about that because I think it's important to address because it's actual concerns that people do have. And I'm 
probably <laughs> since I cussed the most, the, the one to blame for most of that, I guess. Yeah, I have a, I have some thoughts. I don't know, Keith, if you want to go. I do have a few thoughts about that particular argument. Well, I, I have just real quick. Mine, mine will be super quick. My my thing about the uh, the um, causing people to stumble is the same comment we just made about the kids. Like, look, if you're an alcoholic and you struggle with alcohol, don't go to a bar. And so, if you struggle with cursing yourself and you're trying yourself personally not to curse, and and this this podcast is causing you to stumble or it's just offending you so badly, again, maybe this isn't the podcast for you. And we're sorry about that. But you know what I mean. Like, you have personal responsibility as well. For yourself on your side of it, what you do or don't do, and you got to make those decisions. For yeah, yourself. yeah, for sure. That's a great point, Keith. And I want to say this about this whole thing about d- not causing your brother to stumble. Okay, I have heard, <laughs> I've heard this so much um, over the years, and people will take you know. Obviously, they're coming out of the Book of Romans. It's it's Paul's instruction to the community there about the situation that they so there was an argument going on in the church community they they had a lot of those folks who had you know come into a, a revelation of Christ and were living uh, in in this community were former folks that would you know sacrifice meat to idols as part of the pagan religious practices of the day and some folks who who came out of that they just felt like that was a trigger for them it caused them to you know I don't know caused them to, to really struggle and uh, maybe even even a temptation to kind of go back to those practices so they had this rule some of those you know believers had this rule that they can't eat meat sacrificed to idols it was just wrong and they made it they, they literally invented this rule because it affected them because they had they were affected by it which is totally understandable and there's nothing wrong that they were effect, affected by that the problem came in is they began to judge and try to put their convictions on everybody in the community. Now, there were other folks in the community that felt like, hey, this isn't even real. These gods you sacrificed your, you know, these, these, this, this meat to, it's not, they're not actually really the real gods. This is just, this is folklore. This is fairy tales. This is just, that's your issue. Like, it doesn't bother us. We're going to eat meat. Like, we're going to eat whatever we want to eat. And they would do it in such a way. And then they put, would pass judgment on some of the, the the folks, they call them the weaker the weaker brothers and sisters that felt like they didn't have freedom. They were passing judgment on them for not being able to eat this meat without being triggered and that kind of thing. So, um, and then they were they would flaunt it almost in front of these other people um, that felt like they didn't have freedom to eat meat. They would flaunt it in front of them, and it would cause them to stumble. And so Paul would like was interjecting and saying, "Hey, listen, guys, look. If you feel like you can't eat meat, then uh, then." Then don't, and if you feel, and, and but don't judge your brothers and sisters that feel like they do have freedom to eat meat sacrificed. Don't judge them. Look, you you're going to stand before God and give an account, and there they are too. And don't worry about that. And the same thing, he spoke to the to the to the older brothers and sisters, and was like, look, if you have freedom in this area, just be sensitive to the ones that don't, and don't flaunt it in front of them. You eat meat in your own homes, like guys. You don't have to like flaunt this stuff. Just be sensitive. And I get that. Here's the thing, all right? Here's the thing. This to- is a very different topic when it comes to cussing. That same scripture and that same story, it was used you know, to say, hey, you guys shouldn't be cussing, and this is the reason why, and they brought up that scripture. This is used so often. It's like a broken record. It's it's absolutely part of the it's, – it's the point I want to make with this is like it, they don't understand. When you use scripture to manipulate people, and I feel like it's manipulation, you're, tr- you're really trying to control. When you use the weaker brother argument and you're speaking for the weaker brother as if you're the weaker brother, which, by the way, if you're a weaker person in this, you're not going to be using this argument, all right? But they're using it as like, hey, I'm the weaker brother and you shouldn't be doing this because you're causing me to stumble. Using that argument is be the same – Again, I know, I don't want to beat this too much, but like, imagine if you grew up in a house, all right? And you're in a, you grew up in a house and you have a bunch of kids and you guys are sitting around the table. One of the kids is like, is like overweight and has an ice cream addiction, let's <laughs> say. And one of the other older siblings is like, not, that's not their issue. And they're like, man, I'm going to, like, I don't have that same problem. I'm going to eat ice cream any, you know, anytime I want. And so every time this older sibling gets out ice cream, the younger sibling is like really tempted and like starts to pig out in the ice cream. And then, you know, they're, they're a mess. And they're like, so mom and dad are going out of town for the weekend. And, you know, uh, the younger sibling is really concerned. Like, man, if you guys aren't here, I know they're going to have parties, ice cream parties, and I'm just going to get sucked into this ice cream party. I'm going to eat ice cream until I vomit. And I just, I'm worried about that. So mom and dad write, leave a note and say, okay, kids, have a good time. But here's the thing, don't, you know, older Johnny, you know, your younger brother like really struggles with ice cream. Please don't flaunt it in front of him. Like 
take it to your room, you know, if you're going to eat ice cream, because you know how they struggle. All right. And then imagine this younger, younger sibling takes that note and goes to all the grocery stores over town in town and going, Hey, you know, my dad, he's like a celebrity in the town. By the way, he wrote a note saying, you know, I could stumble. I could really struggle if people eat ice cream around me. So, Hey, I want you to stop selling ice cream. (laughs) Hey, I want you to stop. Like, I mean, that would be, that's, that's ridiculous, but that's what people do with Paul's letter. They say, they try to apply this to everything and completely, completely not the context. Like, People don't have to listen to this podcast. They really don't. So nothing's being flaunted in front of somebody to cause another person to stumble. Actually, the reason that you feel sensitive about this is the very thing that you need to address in yourself. That's all I want to say about that topic. Well, and and what I want to what I want to emphasize is I I do not go around on the streets just fuck 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 bitch shit, um, you know. And I and if someone is so, for instance, I'm also you know I'm I'm helping this lady. Um, deconstruct things and work through some theologies. Um, and, and, and at times I, I jump on a three-way call with someone she knows, maybe a cousin or, or, or something. And she says, hey, Matt, just, just try not to cuss. And I don't. I don't cuss. Uh, you know, so I'm, I'm not just blurting it out. But, but, but listen, we're advertising that there's explicit content. Yeah. And we're, we're, tell, we're telling people, this is what this is. We're going to be forthright with it. And, and, and we want you to come. Of course, we want you to be a part of it because the topics, the topics are what's important. Um, and, and we need to have this conversation. But if, if you can't get past that, please know that this is what we're doing. Um, uh, let me give you an analogy. Uh, if, I, if I advertise, I make a flyer, I advertise to my friends and family that uh, on, on the 24th, we're going to have this cookout or a barbecue. And we're going to have hot dogs, we're going to have hamburgers, and we're going to have all this. And you see it, and you go, okay, I'm going to come to this. I'll be there. But I'm a, veg- I'm a vegetarian, so I'm going to, you know, maybe, maybe there's vegetarian options, or maybe you bring your own veggie burger or something. Like, you can't then go to the barbecue and say, well, you need to not serve meat at this barbecue because I, 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 I'm a vegan, and I don't like that fact that, you, that, these, um, that there's meat here. I'm against that. So please, please, um, I, I want my veggie burger, but please do not eat meat. Like, turn the grill off and take the meat off, <laughs> and then we can all have veggie burgers or something. Yeah. Like, it just, to me, that doesn't work. And that seems to be, um, that seems to be an apt analogy here, because we're advertising what this is, and we're saying, I'm not saying, Keith, you have to cuss like me, or Jamal, you have to cuss like me, or the listeners, when you leave a voicemail, you have to cuss. Um, just just allow me to, and I'm not going to flaunt it or judge you for not doing it, but that's just what it is in this, in, in this piece of, uh, I guess, if you want to call it art, this content that we're creating, that this is a part of it. But we're being forthright about it. Yeah. Can I tell a joke? Please. Oh, by, <laughs> we always love those. Okay, there's a CrossFitter, a vegan, and an atheist, and they walk into a bar. And the only reason we know is because they told everyone in the first five minutes. <laughs> that, that reminds me of a Joe Rogan bit where he, he tells the same basic joke. Like, how you, I mean, how can you recognize vegan? They'll let you know the first five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> to offend our vegan listeners. Jokes. They're just jokes, people. Yeah, just they're jokes. just jokes, yeah. So, sometimes we, I mean, we can't take ourselves so seriously. <laughs> well, and you know, guys, right? and, and you know, we've said this several times, but here's the thing, too. Like, there's... There's probably, uh, and I'm, I'm approximating, but you know, there's probably like over 700 uh, Christian podcasts on iTunes, and we're one of the only ones, if not the only one. Uh, there's probably a couple more that, that are that are Christian podcasts that that are explicit. And so, uh, and and again, I feel weird because I feel like what we're saying is don't listen to this podcast because we're not saying that. Of course, we do want you to listen to this podcast, but but we are saying that if you just can't get over it. Uh, or if the only way you can listen to this podcast is with your kids. You can't listen in your car when you're driving to work. You can't listen when they go to sleep at night. There's no other way or option for you except with your family or with your kids. I mean, if that's you, then I guess you've got to make the right, your own decision about that. But but what we're saying is, and if you haven't gotten the message yet, let's just say it, we're not changing anything about this podcast. We're not changing anything at all about the way we are going to communicate going forward. So we have a lot of great episodes coming up. We have a lot of exciting topics we're going to be covering, and it's going to be explicit, and there's going to be times we're just going to talk 
the way we would normally talk. We're going to have freedom to communicate and to say whatever we feel like we need to say. Uh, and if that's not something you can hang with, we're sorry that you can't hang with us. Um, but but we need to do what we're what we're doing, right? This is what we have put together. This is what we've thought about and planned out, and and we're just going to have to be who we are. Yeah, and it's really I'm really I'm really actually pleasantly surprised and pleased also about the fact that we had to introduce this topic because of the backlash about the language, because that is actually the very thing that we're trying to draw attention to is guys like seriously, instead of focusing so much of your attention on trying to control the actions of other people, which is manipulation, by the way, that, which is religion, which is the very religion we've all been, been really like affected by in a negative way. Take that same focus and energy and ask yourself, why does it bother me that other people do things that I mean, I personally may not do and, and really examine that. And this topic gives us the ability to do that. And I think cussing has actually created this episode, which I think is really important. Um, so I'm actually, I'm actually excited that people are upset with all the stuff going on in the world and even the abuses that are committed by Christianity on a regular basis uh, against people that this is the topic that that has drawn the most offense so far, which is really interesting. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Yes. Well, we've done three episodes, which I thought we, we touched some pretty, pretty, um, you know, hot button topics here. Uh, and, and we know there's more coming up, but like the one that got the most volume of comments, like just, this is, I mean, come on, we had to stop our normal flow and, (laughs) and do a timeout and let's do a special episode just to address the language like why is that out of everything we're talking about that's what you guys are upset about that's what we've that's the nerve we've touched like i i don't even get that that's weird <laughs> it's interesting <laughs> yeah matt's been naughty again matt, matt yeah. you're just it kind of it kind of almost we haven't talked about starvation in the world but it almost kind of proves campolo's point um, that it's it's weird what we do get offended by, and it's not to say many guys. I don't think many were that upset by it. Um, and those who asked questions weren't necessarily all that upset. Maybe some were just asking questions. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting that we were. Yeah, you're right. We went out there on some of these issues. Um, I think Jamal said some things where even I don't remember what he said, but where I was like, ooh, Whoa. like even I <laughs> twisted my face up. And, Harris, but then we're but, but then we're talking. But yeah, I know, right? And then we're talking about you know four right, I, just phonetic sounds that have a cur- certain cultural context, and as if because I'm offended that everyone should be offended, and that everyone's gonna. I don't even hear cuss words anymore. I'm almost the opposite. Like I love stand up, yeah. but. Jim Gaffigan and I, they're funny, and and even Jerry Seinfeld they're funny, but they're not as funny as Bill Burr or uh, uh, Louis C.K. to me or, or or Dave Chappelle, and it's like so it's it's like different or Bernie Mac different yeah different strokes for different folks like some people love Jim Gaffigan he's clean clean I've never heard him cuss once and that's fine yeah. watch him. But the, and and then don't watch Bill Burr but, but if you're offended by say, Bill Burr. Can I say I, I I listen to both. I love Chris Rock. I love Jim Gaffigan. I love I, I love jo- George Carlin right. and I love Jerry Seinfeld. Like I listen to all of them. I'm not like I can only listen to clean ones and I can't listen to those that right. drop f bombs. Like no, it's if it's right. funny. Look, all I care about is is it funny. If it's funny, I'll listen right. to it. Why is it like oh no, I can't. I've got to draw some line. And look, doesn't it? Don't you think guys think it goes back? I mean, this whole thing about being offended, you're a Christian and you get offended, you get the heebie-jeebies when someone drops an F-bomb and like, <gasps> you know what I mean? It's like, it, 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 I, we haven't touched on this yet. I know we're almost out of time here, but but I mean, doesn't it really go back to like, it's wrong because your mom told you it was wrong or it's wrong because your pastor said you're going to go to hell if you talk that way or like, I mean, isn't it, isn't it right. th- this bigger issue that, that, that I think there are Christians who are still operating under this, this, um, Sunday school kind of mentality that um, if you use bad language, you're you're a sinner and you're going to hell and and you're a bad boy and you got to wash your mouth off with soap or whatever. It's like it's just kind of a silly. Uh, and I'm sorry now. I feel like I'm belittling people that are offended. But but it but to me that's it comes across like that. Like um, I, I just I, I it's weird to me. I guess the lines that some people draw. Uh, and I don't, and they're not always consistent. Can I, let me just say this. This, here's an example. This is not really cussing, but this is what I'm talking about. The kind of like the inconsistency, right? 
So I have a friend. Sorry, he knows who he is if he's listening. Uh, so I have a friend, and he's like, he only listens to Christian music. He will not listen to secular music, even if it's like U2, right? Because they're like, they have Christian lyrics, but they're on like a secular label. No, no, they're on a secular label. They're not Christians. I can't listen to them. I only listen to Christian music. Okay, well, whatever. If that's your conviction, good for you. You're shutting yourself off from all this great music, but that's fine. That's your conviction. But the same guy will go and watch an R-rated film 50 times in the theater because it's so flippin' awesome and he loves it. And I'm like, wait a minute. So I don't I don't get this. So why is it that secular music is off limits? Even if they're not cussing in the song. It's just it's just not quote unquote Christian lyrics. That's off base for you. But if you go and watch the new James Bond movie and he's like having sex with three women, you know, in the space of a day and he's murdering people left and right and smiling and cracking jokes about it, that's okay. Like, what the heck? Like, why have you... So, I mean, that kind of stuff drives me crazy and I feel like Christians especially draw these arbitrary lines all over the place. Like, this is bad, this is unacceptable, but this over thing over here, I'll give myself a pass. Like, I just don't get it. I I think I have a suggestion that I think could help the listeners. And I, I don't mean this in a condescending way at all, because this is really helps me sometimes. Like, I literally try to take a day, like, put it on your calendar, like, look at, like, Monday through Sunday, pick one day that you're going to focus all your attention, all right? Like, one day of the week to say, for example, next week, say on Wednesday next week, I am going to make a conscious effort to judge nothing as right or wrong. Because we as Christians, we talk about the dangers of living from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And that's not a good thing. We're not supposed to live by this tree. This is, this is something that really affects us. It brings death to us. So take a day and say, okay, I'm going to take an entire day and I'm going to go through life. And I'm not going to actually make any – I'm just going to operate from the place of I'm going to look for love. I'm going to operate from love. And that's it. I'm going to look for life. I'm going to operate from life. And then I'm going to, that's it. I'm not going to judge something as good or evil. Just try it and see how much energy you have at the end of the day. See how much, see how it makes you feel like actually it brings joy to your heart to not be so beat down because when you judge things as good or evil, it takes a toll on you literally. And this is the thing that we're trying to like, I personally am trying to like really, because I think it's the root of religion that we're really trying to shake loose in people. Um, and this topic really gives us an, an ability to address that. Right. And, and yeah, like it, it's this whole mentality that um, you're right, Jamal. Like we got to get out of that zeros and ones thinking, that uh, binary thinking. Um, it's you know we got to we got to get we got to invent our quantum computers. Like we can't just be thinking in, thinking in this antiquated uh, religious dualistic way. And dualism's fine if I want to get to where I'm going. If I want to make a left instead of a right. Um, but but labeling all these things up and down, left and right, good and bad, evil. And I mean that is the problem. And and. It's like, God, I got too many fucking things to worry about in my own life to be worried about what the language of others is. Like, are, are we, I mean, I don't want to say, I don't want to sound angry, but are we really, are we really that put together where we have to, we have to then point and say, I mean, I'm not, I'm not no one's coer- being coercive. There's no, uh, there's nothing um, interrelationally that is, that is a problem with words in and of themselves. Have we got our shit together so much that we have to be so concerned about what what words other people use. Yeah. So that that's just we we need to shed that that binary only way of thinking. Like don't judge about just don't judge those things. Don't label those things for a while. Like like Jamal said, try that out. See how you start to actually live in this this presence, this what Richard Rohr would call the naked now. Yeah. Like we we start to just to start observing things and we're not judging things any longer. Um, and, and we're just actually living in the, in the here and now, in the present moment. Yeah. You know, I like the naked now. I like that term. I like the word naked. Yeah, I do too. I wanted to say, um, oh, yeah. I wanted to say, uh, and totally in the spirit of that, guys, I mean, like, I would, I would say to people listening, if you, <laughs> let's be honest, let's be honest, if you're offended by cuss words, you're, you've already checked out by now, you're not listening to me. Uh, but um, by some miracle, <laughs> if you are, uh, I would say to just like refuse to be offended. I mean, I love Jamal. I love your thing about take a day and don't judge things. I would say take a day and just refuse to be offended. Just say, you know, what? I'm not going to be offended. I don't care what people say to me or just in their own in their own world. I just refuse to be offended. I'm just going to set myself free from the burden of being offended by anything. I'm not going to be offended. I'm just going to, and I think it's a decision. I think you can choose just to say, I'm not going to be offended 
by anything. And instead, like, what, what does that free you up to do? Well, it frees you up to listen. It frees you up to consider the other person. It frees you up to even just be aware of what God might be doing in that moment uh, that you might have missed if you got so offended and huffed off, you know, and, and shut yourself off. So, uh, and there's, by the way, there's there's some great books. I think Brant Hansen has a book called uh, Unoffended or Unoffendable or something. Uh, and another guy named Steve Gregg, who... Um, he has a really good series on refusing to be offended as well, which I think those are those are that's good advice, and I I, I encourage you to please just try try it. You know what I mean? Just try to to let go of offense and to really take people, accept people for who they are and where they're at. And and you know what? If you do that, guess what? They might do that for you too. That'd be a really cool thing. Yeah. Can I can I plug a book also as well? Um, uh, there's a book I recently read, and, and I'm, I apologize because the names of the authors are slipping in my mind right now, but the title of the book is The Five Agreements, and it's basically an updated version from The Four Agreements. It's a very popular book. I, um, it It is a game changer. I promise you, if you read this book, it'll change your life. One of the agreements in that book is is, is called Take Nothing Personal. And it literally, like, if you make a decision, a choice to take nothing personal in life, like, Everybody is operating from their own context, their own stories. If, and it's not about you. So don't take it personal. You can disagree with something or what somebody may do, um, but you don't have to take it personal because so much of our conflicts that happen, not only in our interpersonal relationships, but also even in the world, and especially when we're discussing ideas of like religious deconstruction, so much of the things that get in the way of that conversation is personal offense. So if we disagree not to take anything personally, then we'll be able to have these kind of conversations. Yeah. Amen, brother. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I, I, I like I like that. Um, I think I read that book at one point. Did you? Um, yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah, I loved it. It's, it yeah. was great. It's short, short, right? Like less than 100 pages, yeah. right? Yeah, short, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's power-packed. I think I'm going right. to write a book called The Seven right. Agreements. I'm working on that right now. Yeah, update that shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought I got one in. Dang it. <laughs> Well, guys, I think it was delayed. I think uh, this has been awesome. By the way, I, I think there's been some really great stuff here, and uh, but I think we need to wrap it up. We're, we're coming up near the end of the, the show here. Oh my gosh, there's the song. Oh, that's the playoff music. Yep. There we go. So hey, this has been a special edition of Heritage Happy Hour. Uh, we are going to return. Our next episode, we'll jump back into our regular topic. Yeah, discovering Christ in non-Christian things. Did we mention what the hotline? Next? Did we mention the hotline? Call the hotline, guys. I don't know if we talked about that, but in case we didn't, yeah. look like. 240 we'll try to figure that out. 240-343-7379. Yeah, we'll get... Call it today. Call now. Stand by.